Hello. Hi. It's me. Who's that? Me. Spooky show. <laughs> it's me. It's supposed spooky to say spooky show. show who. Oh, spooky show who. Spooky spooky show is what you're listening to. Hey. Welcome to Spooky Show, the spooky show in the entire world of the history of the life of the universe in this and, world. And probably the funniest, too. You think it's the funniest? I mean, given that, that killer intro that we just did, yeah, <laughs> shit, yeah. True, really funny. I mean, we're, we're funny. We're comedians. Comedians. Comedian in your ears to tell you a spooky story today. I am your host, Kate, and Harrison is here. Correct. And if you came to Spooky Show Live event on Friday, thank you. It was so much fun, right, Harrison? Oh, my goodness. A freaking blast and a half and another half. So two blasts. Yeah, it was great. And if you didn't come, well, have no fear because I'm telling the story I told on Spooky Show Live event. And also the VOD should be still up for another yeah. two weeks on our Twitch. And uh, we have the video, so maybe if you guys want it. Uh, message to the podcast and we'll uh, release it on YouTube or something. Yeah. I just wanted to do a clean version because the live version had a bunch of like sound drops and like me talking to the chat. So I'm recording a, you know, just a regular episode uh, with the same story that we told on Spooky Show Live. Alrighty. And we're talking about the Slenderman stabbing today. Oh my goodness. I've never heard this one before except <laughs> for on Friday. <laughs> Are you going to have the same, um... I don't know what the hell I said. I, I never know, know what either. the hell I say during these episodes. Yeah, I don't know either. All right, so before we talk about the stabbing, we're going to talk about Slenderman. And who is Slenderman? Yeah, we kind of have to. Some people might not know who Slenderman is. Well, do tell. So, June I pray 8th, you, do tell. Th- thank you. June 8th, 2009 was the first time that Slenderman showed up on the internet in the forums of Something Awful. Wow. Which is a humor site. It has, like, forums, like Reddit, kind of. Uh-huh. I think I said on live that, like, I went on it and I was immediately confused, but it's just a bunch of people having conversations. Shit posting. Yeah, and Something Awful, is, it's well-known for, like, tricky, like, photoshopping and stuff and like you know those tricky photoshops and pranks pulling pranks and Doing on goofs my favorite pastime <laughs> and on june 8th 2009 a forum thread appeared and it encouraged users to create paranormal images through photoshop so many people did that and a man named eric nudson who used the username victor surge posted two photos of children haunted by a tall shadowy figure with tentacles for arms what the hell tentacles <laughs> for arms i guess no no not tentacles for tentacles arms for actually like because fingers almost weirdly well, right well sledgerman has arms but i think the in the original there's just tentacles out of his back okay okay But the caption of these photos said, we didn't want to go, we didn't want to kill them, but its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. So I'm going to post these photos on Instagram. um, And under that caption, that little bit of text, the caption continues to read, one of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze. 
notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished for what is referred to as the Slender Man, deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. So the real-life prints are in the hands of the police. Wow. (laughs) So, obviously, no surprise, people loved Slender Man. Like, for weeks, Victor Serge would continue to post, like, photoshopped images and newspaper clippings or children's drawings. And people on the forum just, like, followed this hard and started making their own photos and stories. And by mid-June, because this came out, Slender Man first appeared June 8th, mid-June, the thread was solely devoted to developing the myth of Slender Man. And huh. it now apparently has, that's like... That's how it goes on some of those places, though. I mean, like that's some the of those internet. Forums. Yeah, it's, that's the internet. Yeah. Uh, it has at least 194 pages, I, like, on that sole thread. I think it probably has more now. And since so many people contributed their own variations and origin stories, the legend of Slenderman kind of varies from, like, whoever you talk to. Like, in uh-huh. some cases, Slenderman has multiple arms, like, tentacles... And in some, he has no appendages at all. So, like, that's where I guess we were confused with the tentacles for arms. Yeah. Just kind of depends. Yeah, it depends on the interpretation of the slender. Of the slender. So, sometimes he seems to kill his victims in vague and mysterious ways um, that all the doctored news news stories and police reports never specify. And then disembowels them and bags their organs. Other times, Slenderman compels his victims to kill each other, and if they succeed, they get to live with Slenderman. Um, this sounds very scary to think about now because of the story we're about to get into, but um, there are also multiple movies and clips about Slenderman, like all over YouTube, all over sites like Creepypasta and Wiki Fandom. The names. You love cre- you love cre- creepy creepy pasta. Creepy pasta. Yeah, I don't like to eat regular. It's not like something you caught. You tell a kid like to make them excited about eating their food. Like you know, like no, this isn't pasta. This is um creepy Halloween pasta. And they're like, okay. Have you ever been to a Halloween fair where you had to like touch things yeah. without seeing? Yeah, creepy That's pasta. creepy pasta because yeah, it was always sure. spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy spaghetti. So it's in most horror markets. There even there's video games and movies about Slenderman. But the first original series was made by two college students, Troy Wagner and Joseph Delage, and they read about Slenderman on Something Awful, and they were inspired. So the movie that they made is very Blair Witch, and the whole plot line is I'm like, so scared. It's like. This guy is working on a film project, but suddenly he just up and quits. And his friend tries to figure out why he just quit out of nowhere and goes through the footage and discovers that Slenderman had been stalking his friend the whole time. And when they finished the movie, they called it Marble Hornets and posted it online. And it was a huge success. A great wow. success. Even great Roger, success. Roger Ebert tweeted. About the film. You mean even Roger Ebert? Yep. And some, That's how you know it's a classic film. I know. And some people also make, like, doctored YouTube videos showing, like, real footage of Slenderman, which, obviously, it's not real. So, for most people, um, 
most people are just into Slender Man for the entertainment value, like it just being a creepy unknown thing. But there are kids on the internet who are terrified of this because they really believe Slender Man is real. Understandably, like the ring breaks people's brains. Yeah. Or they were excited by it because they thought Slender Man was real. And huh. that was the case for two 12-year-old girls from Waukesha, Wisconsin. So we're going to talk about Morgan Geyser and Anissa Weir. Okay. They were obsessed with Slender Man and believed he was real. And they were so obsessed with Slender Man that they believed they had to prove their allegiance to him so that they could go live with him in his mansion in Nicolet State Park in Wisconsin. Gotta go be with Slender Man. So to prove their allegiance, they would have to do a sacrificial killing. So introducing another character. I hate character. where this is going. Yeah. Even though I know, but Even I hate that. where this is fucking going. Yeah, it's, it's just, they're so young. They're so young. Yeah. So we're going to introduce another character, uh, Peyton Leitner. So she and Morgan Geyser had been friends since the fourth grade. They became friends because Peyton saw Morgan eating alone at lunch and pulled up a chair next to her. And, you know, the rest is history. They would hang out all the time. They would have sleepovers. They would go roller skating. And they both loved cats. And um, Morgan often called Peyton by her nickname Bella because that's Peyton's middle name. And apparently there was another Peyton in their fourth grade class. So Peyton was like, you can just call me Bella. And that's what um, Morgan and Anissa kind of refer to as in like all their interviews. So Mm -hmm. Morgan and Peyton, they would dress up together. They would play pretend. They just had like a wholesome friendship for 12 year olds. And around sixth grade, Morgan met a new friend named Anissa while she was waiting for the bus. And Anissa is the one who showed Morgan creepypasta and Slenderman for the first time. And they both became obsessed. And Peyton didn't want anything to do with Slenderman. She thought it was scary and said, like, over and over, like, Morgan just became truly obsessed. And since Peyton didn't like the Slenderman stuff, Morgan and Anissa would literally torment her with it. Like, they would randomly send her links to articles and photos and videos on creepypasta, and they would send her messages like, Slenderman is going to get you in your sleep. Or they would tell Peyton that she was being stalked by Slenderman. And Morgan and Anissa would also email her links trying to prove to her that he was real. And meanwhile, Peyton's just feeling like the odd man out, because, like, Anissa and Morgan were just, like, bonding over this obsession with Slenderman, and you know, Peyton didn't want anything to do with it. So it's like that I feel for her. And Peyton even went to her mom about this and said she was scared. And her mom tried to convince her it wasn't real. It's like showing her like, look, it's Photoshop. So now in sixth grade, Peyton started pulling away from the two of them because, you know, she wasn't into the same things as them anymore. And she Mm -hmm. became more social and started making new friends. Um, especially also because Anissa in particular would call Peyton a bitch all the time and even physically assaulted her before. So Anissa would just be like, oh, I'm sorry, I was just hungry, or I'm just tired, sorry I hit you. And when Peyton and Anissa were alone, Anissa would apologize to Peyton all the time. So Peyton realized Anissa was only mean to her when Morgan was around. So Anissa is described as being um, very intelligent, 
but kind of a weird kid in school. I didn't know how else to put this. I know. I have issue kind of with this because of what we end up like kind of learning a bit more. Later. I know. I don't know how. Well, how... I mean, it's just, it's not you. It's, it's that like the people were describing what is very obviously someone being on the spectrum, right? Or schizophrenic. What was, that? I don't remember. No, Anissa, Anissa's not. That's Morgan. Oh, okay. Then maybe but, I'm wrong. But this had like something they, they thought they had. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, she. this is what she was described as. I just have a weird... Po- like, that is such a vague generalization for right. people to make. And, like, it can mean... It usually... Or it has, in the past, been used to describe people who are neuroatypical. Yep. You know, and that's my problem with it. I, that was a long-winded say, way to say that is my big problem with the, the term weird. Yeah. Especially with kids. Like... So, she would often get picked on and didn't have any friends until Morgan came along. And Morgan, on the other hand, seemed to have struggled with her mental health for a while. So she was the one who, like, clearly had issues because she would often have outbursts, outbursts in class and one time ran around the playground barking like a dog. She would save bugs and throw them at kids during class. And teachers also described her as acting four years older than she really was. Like uh-huh. a child trapped or an adult trapped in a child's body. And she was really bright, too. Her mother said, though, that she didn't react to things the way a kid normally would. For example, they were watching Bambi one time, and we all know that's a sad movie. And when the sad thing happened, she had no reaction. Which we talked about in live. We were like, that's fine. You might not know what's going on. Yeah, it's totally fine. But she eventually did have a reaction where she was yelling at the TV telling Bambi to run away and save himself from the hunters. So her mom claims she definitely lacked empathy. And one time Morgan also brought a hammer to school and got suspended for it. Hmm. So Morgan and Anissa both kind of shared, you know, this feeling of loneliness. And then they shared this obsession with Slenderman and the belief that Slenderman was real. And not only did they believe that if they pledged their allegiance to him, that they could go live with him in his mansion, but that he would make them his proxies. So they made a plan. Very Manson-esque. Yeah. Morgan told Anissa that she could have two friends sleep over for her birthday and that this would be the perfect time to kill Peyton and earn Slenderman's trust. So they exchanged a lot of emails about these plans. They sent links. They even came up with a code they could use in the email so no one would know what they were talking about. They had nicknames for each other, where Morgan was Kitty and Anissa was Scorpion. And now we're going to get into the day of the stabbing. May 30th, 2014, after school, Morgan and Anissa went to Anissa's house to pack a bag. They packed a change of clothes, granola bars, water bottles for their journey to Slenderman's mansion. Morgan, Anissa, and Morgan's dad picked up Peyton from her house, and then they went to Skate World to roller skate and eat pizza. After this, they went back to Morgan's and played on their iPads in the basement, and Mm. Morgan was playing The Sims and said she was going to starve her Sims and lock them in the house and set it on fire. Which, a lot of articles were like, that's that's a red flag, but like I said on live too, who hasn't done that to their Sims? Yeah, I mean that's pretty common. Yeah, I I would like drown my Sims sometimes. I don't know, but 
Also, this wasn't a weird thing for Morgan to say, so no one thought it was, like, a red flag. And the original plan to kill Peyton was to do it that night, because Anissa said it was easier to kill someone if they were sleeping, because if they were awake, you would have to look into their eyes, and then you would see yourself, and it'd be like you're stabbing yourself. Yeah. So they were going to wait until Peyton fell asleep, stab her, cover her in blankets, and go to the mansion. But... At the very last minute, Morgan changed her mind and said she wanted to give Peyton one more day. So on Saturday, May 31st, 2014, the next day, Anissa and Morgan woke up before Peyton, so they went downstairs and they started playing on the computer. And Peyton eventually joined them, and Anissa just asked her out of nowhere, what would you do if someone just walked up to you and started stabbing you? Just, you know, knowing what we know now. Is, is such an eerie question, but like this also wasn't weird for Anissa to ask Peyton, right. so she didn't think anything of it. So the girls ate breakfast, and then Morgan asked her mom if they could go to the park and play. And Morgan's mom said okay. So the three girls walked to the park, and Peyton was like walking a little bit ahead of Morgan and Anissa. And when she was doing that, Morgan opened her coat to show Anissa the knife which was a five-inch kitchen knife that Morgan took from her house before they left. And Anissa remembers thinking in this moment, like, wow, okay, like, we're really going to do this. This is actually happening. That's horrible. Yeah. So when they got to the park, they played on the playground until Morgan told Peyton she wanted to show her some graffiti. So they headed to the park's bathroom stalls. Anissa and Morgan made Peyton go into a bathroom stall and... As plan B, they were like, okay, we're going to stab her in the bathroom because there's drains in here for blood to easily go down. Uh-huh. But still, they thought it would be easier if Peyton was sleeping. So Anissa said to Peyton, lay on the bathroom floor and go to sleep. And Peyton sat on the floor, but she was like, I don't want to go to sleep right now. Like, we're right. at the park and we're playing and I'm in a bathroom stall. So <laughs> the three girls are just chilling in this stall. Morgan takes out the knife, thinking she's just going to do it, but then she gets scared. So she drags Anissa into the stall next to Peyton, and they just start whispering to each other. And Morgan asks Anissa if she could be the one to do it, because she's she's squeamish. And Anissa said she didn't really have a problem killing somebody, but she didn't want to see a dead body. (laughs) So Morgan is like, okay. Interesting logic there. I know. Yeah. So... Morgan's like, all right, I'm going to have to do this. But then she starts crying, saying, I can't do this. She's having second thoughts. So they go back into Peyton's bathroom stall. Morgan still has the knife, but she couldn't go through with it, even though they kept begging Peyton to just go to sleep. But she wouldn't. So Anissa just ends up hitting Peyton, and Peyton's head hits the back of the bathroom stall because Anissa wanted to knock her unconscious, but it didn't work. So the three just decided to leave the bathroom and take a walk. And, I mean, I don't know if it was, like, a playful hit, if Peyton was just like, this is normal, too, because apparently this was something Anissa would do. So she's like, you know, I'm still going to hang out with them. This is Uh fine. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. So time for the next plan. They were going to lure Peyton into the woods and kill her there. So Morgan told Peyton they were going to go birdwatching and play hide-and-seek. They all go hide, but Morgan and Anissa find each other and once again start fighting about who's going to do it. And it ended with Morgan saying, 
I'm not going to do it until you tell me to. So Anissa walked like five feet away from Morgan and Peyton and just said, go now, go ballistic, go crazy. Oh my God. And then turned her back to the girls. And Morgan crept slowly towards Peyton and said, don't be scared. I'm just a little kitty. And tackled Peyton to the ground and sat on her and whispered, I'm sorry, before stabbing her 19 times. So fucking disturbing. So when I later asked how it felt to stab her friend, Morgan said, I didn't feel anything. It felt like air. Oh, my God. Yeah, and she was doing like so fucking disturbing. The stabbing motion with her arm when she said that too. So now that it's done, they need to go to Slenderman's mansion. But Paint manages to stand up and tries to walk towards the road, but Anissa just like takes her by the shoulders and steers her away from the road and was like, Lay down and be quiet. And then Anissa says to Peyton, We're going to get you help. Morgan said the last thing Payne said to her was, I trusted you, I hate you, I can't see, I can't breathe. So Morgan and Anissa just left her laying there. Obviously, they weren't going to go get help. They were going to go to Slenderman's mansion. But Peyton, the queen badass Peyton, crawled to the road, and a cyclist cycled on by, and he called 911. And once again, we will give it up for our man, Greg Steinberg. Thank you, Greg. Who literally stayed with her the whole time until police came and put pressure on her wounds and was telling her everything was going to be okay. And Peyton had to go into surgery, but she was able to communicate beforehand that her friends did this to her. Doctor said she had been one millimeter away from death. Like, if one of the stabbings had gone in one millimeter deeper, it would have hit a major artery in her heart. Yeah, so that's wild. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. So Peyton survived. What but a blessing that she's still alive. Yeah, she's still alive. She's great. But where are Morgan and Anissa yeah, where at are this they? time? So afterwards, it became well known that the two never felt any remorse, and they just kept saying it was necessary. And the police eventually found the girls, and they were brought into custody at 2.24 p.m., and they were immediately questioned. During Anissa's interview, she said that Morgan hears voices in her head sometimes. And she also explains everything about Slenderman and why they had to do it to become proxies. She says that Morgan came up with this plan to kill Peyton at the end of 2013. Holy so they have been planning shit. this for a long time. That is so nefarious and evil and fucked up. Like, yeah. holy shit. And Anissa said she didn't want to do it, but she didn't want Morgan to just, like, do it herself and, like, be alone. So Anissa okay. also talks about um, another creepypasta character, Jeff the Killer, who says Anissa is a real person named Jeffrey Woods who killed his whole family. So they use this to justify that Slender Man is real. And they said it got their hopes up as 12-year-old girls thinking that it's great that there's actually a like a slender man out there so weird so jeff the killer isn't even real there were just like a bunch of doctored news articles about it and like they fell for it when anissa is asked if morgan is to blame she said no because it wouldn't have happened if she didn't show morgan creepy pasta wow 
So in Morgan's interview, she's very emotionless and completely throws Anissa under the bus. She says they both stabbed Peyton and that Anissa did it first and that Anissa put the knife in her hand and told her to do it. But Morgan doesn't appear to be upset at all, whereas Anissa was very emotional. Uh-huh. Like when the detective leaves the room, she starts just singing out loud. Oh my gosh. And she also says it was necessary over and over again, too. She talks about Slender Man and says he reads her mind and is always watching her and that she was getting this slender sickness, which is radiation he gives off when stalking someone. Okay. So her interview, you can watch it on YouTube. It is very disturbing and creepy and it will make you uncomfortable. At this point, too, they don't know Peyton is alive. So Morgan thinks she could just easily lie and say it was all Nyssa. But when Peyton was well enough, she said it was all Morgan, and she didn't implicate Anissa at all, which is surprising, because she was there. The girls were arrested and put in jail to await trial while police collected more evidence. And they found all the emails and the links between Anissa and Morgan. And in these emails, it did kind of suggest that Morgan was seeing things and hearing things that weren't there. And they went through their lockers and found a list of supplies in Morgan's notebook that they, need, that they would need to survive in Slenderman's mansion. It had things like uh, weapons, cheesecake, the will to live, just like weird stuff. Yeah, weird. Then a bunch of creepy cartoons titled I Love Killing People. They found stabbed dolls in her room. And then Anissa's search history had a lot of psychopath tests and sociopath tests, which she would comment on and be like, I pass this hard and like, they should lock me up. (sighs) And she searched videos of like a cat eating a live mouse and just that stuff. So when classmates were questioned, their peers said they didn't talk to them that much. But one of Anissa's classmates testified that Anissa told her she figured out how to be a proxy for slender man and when this friend asked like how how (laughs) she said anissa was like you have to kill one of your friends don't worry it's not you ew yeah yeah this shit is creepy as hell i know so anissa and morgan were charged separately with attempted first degree homicide as adults okay both of them pled not guilty due to mental disease or defect But days before Nessa's trial, she took a deal and pled guilty to a lesser charge of intentional attempted second-degree homicide, but she still had to go to trial to to determine whether she would spend her time in prison or a mental health institution. So in Nessa's defense was that she was strung along by Morgan. Together, they shared this delusion. They played on the fact that Nessa was struggling due to her parents' divorce and was lonely and just kind of followed Morgan's lead. And during Morgan's trial, many psychologists said she, was undi- she had undiagnosed schizophrenia, and she was officially diagnosed with oppositional defiant disorder. And Morgan's father also has schizophrenia, so it could be likely that she was going to develop it, or that's what was happening, I guess. Uh-huh. And while in, uh, while in jail awaiting trial, the doctors there said she was still seeing things. Oh, my. So finally, in 2017, Anissa, who's 16 at the time, was sentenced to 25 years under the care of the state's mental health department, and the jury thought she shouldn't be held criminally responsible. Morgan was also sent to a mental hospital for 40 years. 
And Peyton's parents weren't too happy about this. I think they, you know, yeah. they thought that they deserved more. Understandably. Peyton is doing very well now, but she still holds a lot of trauma from the attempted murder, of course. Of course. Um, but there is a major recent update. Like, Please, do recent, tell. Recent, recent. So on Thursday, July 1st, 2021, 19-year-old Anissa Weir attempt, uh, attended a hearing where she was ordered to be released from the psychiatric hospital with recommendations from three doctors that she did not pose a threat to herself or others. Wow. So she was only hospitalized for three years. So the judge ordered her back to the institution while Wisconsin officials create her release plan. And her next court date is scheduled for September 10th. So she's getting out. And we will have an update on that for you as soon as we can. Yeah, I wonder what the release plan is going to entail. Like Probably check-ins and... Yeah. Wild. That is fucking wild. It's the... It's just an unimaginable story. Yeah. Like, the internet is a scary place. Also, like, I know people are like, oh, serial killers are so fascinating. In my opinion, no, they're not. I think, like, kids who kill, like, that is fascinating. And not, not in a good way, but it's like... Sure. You know, like... Yeah. Just, I... It blows... I don't know. It's sad. And that's the story. Well, I'm definitely scared of Slenderman, even though it's not real. The, all the pictures are truly fucking scary, so go check those out on the Instagram. Yep, check out all the pictures that we discussed on Spooky Show Pod Instagram, and follow that if you haven't. And yeah. you can send me a message requesting anything you want to hear us talk about. It can literally be anything. History, whatever, any topic. I don't think I have any other news. We'll do a spooky show live event again soon. For yeah, sure. For sure. People said they liked it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and if you did watch and you heard listened to the story for a second time, you're a real one. Agreed. Don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, please. Please. This is the weekly beg brought to you by Spooky Show Podcast. And have the best week of your entire life. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.